Cubs fan, a Giants fan, and a Red Sox fan walk into a bar and talk about data? Hello and welcome to the Hot Stove Edition of the Big Pivot Podcast, brought to you by IDG and Informatica. I'm Rob O'Regan, your host and a lifelong Boston Red Sox fan. I'll be talking today about the business of baseball with two all-star guests, Andrew McIntyre, Vice President of Technology for the Chicago Cubs, and Graham Thompson, SVP and CIO of Informatica, who's turned into a diehard San Francisco Giants fan since moving to the Bay Area. Hi, guys. Hey, Rob. How are you doing? Doing well, thanks. Graham, welcome aboard again. Hey, good to talk to you again, Rob. And Andrew, so nice to talk to you again, too. So data and analytics have had a significant impact on professional sports in general, and Major League Baseball in particular. Our focus today, however, is not on the metrics clubs used to find on-field talent. Instead, we're here to talk about how innovative organizations like the Cubs are using data operationally to improve the fan experience and grow revenue. Andrew, you've overseen quite the digital makeover since joining the Cubs in 2011. What was your biggest challenge in creating a more data-driven infrastructure? Now, for myself, joining the Cubs back in 11, uh, one of the key things I needed to do was educate. And what I mean by that is I think it's well stated that you know baseball has been driven by data with regards to how it evaluates players, what it can use to improve performance on the field, as well as what's happening in the offseason with regards to negotiations. But on the business side of the house, it was a little bit lacking. And so for me, coming into the organization, really having to build up the terminology, the knowledge, the education of our executive team to ensure that they understood where these investments were going into and what type of long-term benefits that we could be getting from our analysis of data and how that would impact our business. You know, one thing that's, that's really important to the Cubs is making sure that we become really the best both on and off the field. But to be the best off the field, it really needs to make sure that every business revenue line is really being optimized for success. And so coming from outside of the industry into sports, we've always had a large emphasis on data. So really bringing those best practices from the financial services industry into the sports industry was kind of a key for, for helping us unlock some of those, those capabilities. Great. Tell me a little bit more about how the Cubs are improving the fan experience in particular. What data are you capturing and what are you doing with it? Well, I would say there, we've gone through a couple of different iterations on this front. You know, a key piece to us is really getting to know our customer. And a lot of organizations are on this quest to getting that 360-degree view of our customer. So initially, our focus was really on the transactional data that we were able to capture. So this, of course, spans some of our major systems like our ticketing system, but also things that are happening inside the ballpark, like our concessions and our retail. But what that allows us to do is begin to understand what are the buying habits of our customers. But in addition to that, and what I'll call our 1.0 kind of data transformation is also starting to enrich that with what is the information that our fans are providing us. And and what I mean by that is, is through survey, through secret shoppers, through other ways of collecting more and more information, beginning to leverage that data to influence decisions around how we are going to restore Wrigley Field. What I would call the 2.0 is now not just what you're buying or what you're actually saying you're going to do, we're actually going to start to look at more behavior. And so a, a big push for us is looking at expanding outside of the ballpark, seeing what they're doing online, interacting with our brand, whether that's through social media channels, on the web, but also within the neighborhood as we continue to expand our footprint into a 365-day programming with the park at Wrigley and then our new offerings uh, around the multi-use office building and the, uh, the Hotel Zachary, we're going to really start to collect a lot of information about how, how often are people coming to the neighborhood 
when they do come to the neighborhood, what are they experiencing? And then how does that then translate back to, you know, their experience as a Cubs fan? So those pieces are really kind of the quest that we're on at this point in time. Great. So, Graham, how does the Cubs approach that Andrew just described align with how other organizations are using data to enhance the customer experience? Yeah, so what we've seen with the Chicago Cubs and with other with other customers is that the expectations of their customers have really changed. Customers are giving us data all the time, and they really expect us to use it and to make their transaction experiences easier and more effective. And, and honestly, just to stop wasting their time with with uh, blanket marketing that might be off target for them as individuals. I think they really expect us to know them. And if you look at sports, I think it, it ratchets it up even further. Fa- fans are so loyal to their teams that anything the teams can do to reciprocate that is really noticed and appreciated by, by us as, as fans. Andrew mentioned this Customer 360. The Customer 360 perspective using the data to really improve interaction is a, is a hot topic um, these days. And, and often it centers around how to provide the best experience across channels, how to anticipate what digital information or an offer that you can provide to a customer at any given, any given moment. And I know, Andrew, from our discussions in the past that the Cubs have invested heavily in, in cloud solutions. And um, you know, we've seen how the cloud can help organizations across industries do more sophisticated analytics with predictive and prescriptive modeling solutions. You know, I also know that your success in 2016 brought with it a bunch of scale challenges. So, you know, I think in the 24 hours after the final out of the World Series, the Cubs did uh, about 70 million in merchandise sales across online and retail locations. And, you know, I think to do that, you really got to have your uh, IT act together to, to scale and support that kind of demand. And I know, of course, that you have unique challenges that are brought around by what you describe as your best asset, Wrigley Field, um, such as trying to use Crowdflow data to determine best locations for concessions versus bathrooms and how to improve that overall experience that, that you are clearly committed to, to drive. So we see, you know, we see our customers trying to use the, the data and the tools that we have to get closer to the customer and just improve that overall experience across all different industries. That's great. So, Andrew, where have you seen the, the most impact on the business to this point? Can you share a couple of tangible examples? Maybe not the, uh, the bathrooms at Wrigley, but uh, a couple of other business impact would be good. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and avoid the bathroom question, but um, uh, <laughs> there's a long-running joke on that one. Anyway, <laughs> the, uh, but I, what I will focus on is, is something that we're very, very proud of, and that's the controllable revenue lines that we obviously are, are very much adamant about what we do both during the off-season as well as what we do during the season to help drive you know, business success. And so one of the primary revenue drivers for all teams is ticketing. And, of course, ticketing is it's a very complicated area in regards to balancing out the needs and requests from your season ticket holders, understanding pricing models as it comes from throughout the season, you know, the day of the, of the week, what is the weather like, who are you playing, the different types of series, the different tiering of the pricing models, but then also understanding the marketplace on, on what Cubs tickets should be, you know, what's the demand. Obviously, we know the supply is pretty limited, but what is the demand of those tickets at any point in time, especially given the performance of the team. But then also translating that into what is happening on the secondary market, and then specifically with, you know, with our big partner in StubHub, understanding the trends that relate back to the primary market. So ticketing is, is a really interesting and complicated area of our business and, and where a ton of attention tends to get spent. 
So for us, you know, our drive with regards to, you know, maximizing our revenue lines and specifically leveraging data to do that, we've seen some very tangible benefits, specifically in regards to some of the inventory management processes that we have to, to use. You know, even though we are not necessarily selling out the Wrigley Field for every game, and I'll specifically highlight games in the early April days when it's a, a little bit frigid here in Chicago, can be a little bit more tricky to, to make sure that everyone's coming to a game. But what we can do is make sure that the individuals that are coming, we're selling them at the right price points for what we believe that market's going to be. We're optimizing downstream for the in-park attendance and how that relates to our overall cost of operations. And then again, as we look at how do we work the secondary market and, and begin to work with our partners on that front, ensure that all aspects of, of that experience with purchasing tickets, whether primary or secondary, those experience in coming to the ballpark and offering those goods and services is optimized. So happy to report that in 2017, we achieved a goal that we had, which was to become the number one club as it related to ticket revenue. And so I'm happy to report that uh, we knocked our friends over in New York, you know, off the mantle, if you will. But that was basically from the data-driven approaches that we've taken and specifically focused on our ticketing revenue. Great examples, and it's always good to hear someone beating the Yankees. What's the next step in your digital transformation, Andrew? So on the digital transformation side, a key piece for us is really looking at expanding not just the the view and the lens of the customer from their Cubs experience and what their experience is at Wrigley Field, and that, in one sense, will never end. We'll continue to kind of maximize that and continue to to look at ways to, to, to help out our fans to make their experiences as memorable and magic as possible, but really it's to look at what we can do outside of Wrigley Field with the introduction of our additional programming. So what I mean by that is, you know, we've, we've, we're centered around sports, but there's really a focus to really grow inside of uh, food and music, really moving away from just being a sports organization and really being a media and entertainment organization. And so with that shift, you're seeing, you know, very large revenue lines and opportunities that pop up relative to what we're doing with our concert business. Uh, last year, we had over 11 concerts at Wrigley Field, and those are all wildly successful with the types of acts that we're bringing through. In addition to that, we've launched a 365-day programming space that we like to call the park at Wrigley, which sits right outside of Wrigley Field. It's a smaller scale area, but we are able to put in a whole new slew of different programming for our fans of the Cubs, fans of Wrigley, the neighbors themselves, and really a destination for anyone coming to Chicago. And so the types of events we're having there are things like Crafting Cuisine Fest. We're having farmer's markets for the neighborhood. For families, we're having things like Wiggle Worms and other types of programming. So what we're ending up seeing is that our customers are now evolving away from just being diehard Cubs fans and just other people who come to Wrigley Field to experience it. But now you're starting to see the entire neighborhood and all neighborhoods across Chicagoland really coming to experience and enjoy, you know, what we have to offer. Several years ago, we used to have an ice skating rink literally sitting in a parking lot, and it was the second most attended ice skating rink in all of Chicagoland. So this year we are relaunching our skating rink inside the park at Wrigley, and over Thanksgiving break, we had 42,000 people come through the park to enjoy the, the skating rink as well as the Chris Kendall market. This is just a quick show of how quickly and how thirsty our fans are. And when I say fans, it's not just, again, Cubs. It's really 
everybody's excited about what we're doing here. Sounds like a great approach and a great plan. Graham, what lessons do you see for other CIOs in what Andrew and the Cubs organization are doing? Yeah, so as far as lessons, there's really two things that inspire me about what Andrew's doing at Wrigley, and I think there's lessons there for, for all of us in both of them. So the first thing is really getting to know the customers really well across all interaction points. So as Andrew described for him, it's about connecting ticket sales, the actual attendance, merchandising and concessions. For other customers that we work with in the hospitality industry, it could be connecting the booking process and the check-in process, along with dining, entertainment and other preferences. And for the retailers that we work with, it's about connecting the in-store and the online experience. So that would be number one, is really getting to know the, the customers at a great level of detail. The second thing is, you know, have the end in mind. Andrew described a multi-phase journey that they're going through. So I think having the end in mind, but having somewhere clear to start and deliver value along the way within the constraints you have is, a, is an important one. And in IT, you know, we all live with uh, limited outage windows and technical debt that gets in the way of moving as fast as they want to. But when I heard Andrew describe um, how he has to do most of his infrastructure work during the off-season and uh, when the team's on the road, and then he has to modernise this infrastructure while working within the constraints of a 104-year-old stadium, I swore I'd never complain about outage windows and, and technical debt again. And, you know, Andrew made the point of explaining to me that the Cubs' off-season was getting shorter and shorter as they were making more and more progress into the, the playoffs. And I think that was a dig at the Giants because their off-season's been fairly predictable over the last few years. It pretty much starts at the, the end of the regular season. Yeah, short off-season uh, is, a, is a good problem to have. So uh, final question, and perhaps the most important one, how do you guys feel about Stanton going to the Yankees? Yeah, so you know we were so excited in the Bay Area because we really thought he was coming here. There was so much chatter on uh, sports talk radio that they was coming here and then to see, um, to see him going to the Yankees was, uh, w- was tough. But it can always be worse. Um, you know, it's good to get him out of the National League and at least he's not in, not in L.A. But I did, um, I did hear something this morning that was extremely disturbing and that is that the Yankees are just setting up to get Bryce Harper next season. So they're going to trade Stanton after the end of this season and he'll go to L.A. and the Yankees will get Bryce Harper and everyone will get what they want. And I think for Giants fans, that's going to be a depressing outcome if it ever happens. Well, there we go. Uh, I'm actually going <laughs> to agree with Graham in the sense that we always uh, happy to see a very strong producer move to a different league. So, so moving Stanton into the American League was, <laughs> was a positive thing. And, uh, you know, we're excited to see him uh, next year, late in, uh, in November. So... Uh, we, uh, we're, we're excited about what that might look like. But, uh, you know, good luck to them and good luck to the Giants. And I think we feel pretty comfortable about who we are and what we're doing. And we're excited for 2018. That sounds great. Thanks, guys, very much. It's been great uh, talking about the business of baseball to break up these long, dark winter months. The good news Absolutely. is that spring training will be here before we know it. Thanks, as usual, to our listeners for tuning into today's episode. You can catch all of the Big Pivot episodes with Graham and other special guests by subscribing to the IDG Tech Talk channel on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. For IDG and Informatica, I'm Rob O'Regan. 